All right. Let me give you a little backstory on that video. That the Tuesday before last, it was 10.30 at night, and if you all know me, I usually like to go to be in bed by 8 or 9 o'clock. And all of a sudden, I, I hear this, ah! And it's, it, we're laying in bed, and, and I'm like asleep, and all of a sudden I hear this, ah! So I look over at Trish, and, and, and she's just sitting there gazing at her phone. And then all of a sudden, our bed starts shaking because she starts laughing. And, and for the next five, ten minutes, she's like, I goes, ah! <laughs> shake, bed shake. And so finally, finally, I'm sitting there, and I'm sort of tossing and turning. I think she realizes I'm awake. And she goes, honey, honey, you got to watch this video. And, and I said, it's 1040 at night. And she goes, no, you got to watch this video. This is you. And... Um, she goes, it is you. She goes, three times he fell on the floor, and they didn't, all they did was wipe his arm with alcohol. And, and uh, so, yeah, I was like, but, and I said, you know, I felt the love and encouragement and, and all that from her. And I thought, then after I watched it, I said, you know, small groups are coming up. Did you see how the guys around him held his hands and held his face? And that's what small groups all are about. Amen. Well, hey, you know, last, or two weeks ago, we started talking about the series Technology, and, and so I'm going to finish up technology today because we looked at relationships, and the quality of our horizontal relationships are based on our vertical relationship with God, that if our relationship with God is strong, then naturally, and a byproduct, is that we'll have strong and healthy horizontal relationships in our life. And then two weeks ago, we looked at romantic relationships, that, that if we're going to have a romantic relationship with somebody, whether married or single, uh, you know, and we're pursuing that, courting that, then this is what a healthy romantic relationship looks like. We also begin to look at what a healthy marriage looks like, what a healthy family looks like, those things. And so this week, I want to look at business and professional relationships first, and then our, what I believe is the most important relationships, which is our spiritual relationships. And that one of the things as we're looking into small groups, that you need to begin to pray that God show me my spiritual relationships I need to develop. Show me those spiritual relationships and how to have them healthy. And so we'll look at that because I believe that the spiritual relationships can transcend into every other relationship, your business, your interests, your hobbies, your, your family, your marriage, whatever it is. So Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20 says, walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get into trouble. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33. It says, don't be fooled by those who say such things, for bad company corrupts good character. And then Proverbs 27, verse 17. As iron sharpens an iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. And I think that's what we got to get down to in that crux because one of the relationships that we tend to stay away from in our lives are those relationships that sharpen us, that, that make us better. Why? Because when iron hits iron, it creates sparks. But the end of it is a friendship that makes you stronger and better than those relationships, those friendships that you don't have the sparks. So let's pray, and we'll jump into this for the next 15, 20 minutes. Father God, I just thank you. And Father, you are absolutely amazing, Lord. And Father, I just pray right now that Holy Spirit, you begin to guide the people to the relationships, the small groups, that, that will enhance and encourage and edify, but also admonish and correct their lives. Because, Father, that our first relationship is with you. 
And Lord, it's Communion Sunday. And so throughout this message, let us remember the incredible things that you did in our lives, Jesus. When everybody else gave up on us, you were still there. When we didn't think anybody was there, you were still there. And all we had to do was turn around. And Father, that, like Pastor Brad said, the greatest thing that we can do is give ourselves. And Jesus, you modeled that. You gave your life. But you don't ask for death from us. You just ask us to be there, to know God and make him known. And so for the next 15 minutes, just give me something for each individual. I can't do it, but Holy Spirit, you can. In Jesus' name, amen. So the first thing in Connectology is your business and professional relationships. Your business and professional relationships. And one of my weaknesses is I love reality TV, okay? I, I love to watch reality TV. And the current show that I'm probably the most interested in reality TV is called Undercover Billionaire. It's on its second season. In the first season, there was a guy who was a billionaire. And he decided to try something. He would, he would lay all his money aside. He would lay all his contacts, all his, his networking abilities, everything. He would go to a place and he challenged himself that, that in 90 days he wanted to build a million dollar company. Now he fell short of his goal of building a million dollar company. And so the second season is... He now has recruited three other billionaires, and he challenged them. And all they take with them, they leave everything, they go to a place, they give them a dilapidated old car, they give them a suitcase full of clothes, they give them $100 in cash, and a cell phone. And that's all they have, and then they give them 90 days to build a million-dollar business. And it's interesting because all they have is their wisdom, all they have is their experience, all they have themselves. And as I'm into this show, it was neat because the one thing that I noticed of all three billionaires this season and the one billionaire last season was they were making connections with people in the community who were successful. They were making connections. Everybody say connections. They were making connections with people in the community that were successful. So the one billionaire, he is, he's probably the richest of all, all three of them. He went in and, and he drove into an RV uh, sales place and he started sharing his vision. He started sharing what he could do for the company. And by the time that he left that RV place, the RV guy that owned the RV shop said, here, just stay in one of my RVs. He said, I'm going to put a tab at the local restaurant. And so for the first 10 days, the guy spent none of his $100, was living high on the hog, and he eventually had to buy gas. The second lady... She was the daughter of a pastor. Her, her, her mom pastors a church. And, and so what she did was <coughs> she went to a local church and uh, she met the pastor and the pastor helped her out. And then the pastor connected her with a woman who was a state senator or running for state senate. And she moved into her house. And I thought, man, what an incredible thing is how these people just used people skills and networking. Everybody say networking. To make this. And what I'm trying to say is that God's timing is perfect when it comes. God's timing is perfect when it comes to meeting the people who will bless you professionally. And I love to network. I love to connect with people. And one of the simple prayers that I pray, and if you just pray this and make it from your own heart, I encourage you to include it in your life as you pursue your career, as you pursue your business interests, whatever it is. But I just say, dear God, 
Thank you for placing the right people in my path. Thank you for placing the right people in my path. And first, Father, let me be a blessing to them. First, let me bless them. And secondly, let me be blessed by them. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, a lot of you don't know, but this week we had about 70 or 80 people from Iowa, Kansas, and Missouri that were on worship and tech teams that came in. Pastor Ali put a, a worship workshop together, and, and that was the first thing that we wanted to do. We wanted to bless them because we know that, that God will begin to network and make incredible relationships to elevate our worship, to elevate the presence and power of God. But that's what I'm saying. That's, that is a business professional relationship that we made, and it wasn't so much just an experience like a conference, but it was a technical worship workshop to, to hone our skills, but also to get that anointing that would transfer to different people. And what I'm saying in that prayer is where most people fail in their life is they want to receive, but they don't want to give. They want to receive, but they, they don't want to give. And when you pray that prayer from your heart yourself to meet people who will bless your career and bless your ministry or whatever it is, and, and Paige was telling me yesterday, she's, or two days ago, she was like, Dad, you know what happened? And, and uh, I said, no, what happened? She said, you know, Pastor, and I can't pronounce his name, and from California, and, and him and his wife had sewed a couple, like $250 different times on one-year Bibles. She said, Dad, I didn't even know they were doing it, but they had a board meeting the other night, and their church out of their missions budget, $150 a month that they're going to sow and buy in Bibles for me to send around, buying into the vision. And I said, have you ever talked to this guy? She goes, no, I've never talked to him, never seen him, never met him, but God just puts it together. Everybody say networking. And what I'm saying, she never asked, but she just sent Bibles and he began to spin those out. Some people you'll be connected to for a season in your life, Others you'll be connected to for a lifetime. And a few of those relationships will become close friendships. But the key is don't take matters into your own hands. But do allow God to connect you to the right business people in his timing and in his way. And then God will ensure success in your life in any facet of your life, whether you're a teacher, whether you're an administrator, whether you're a business person, whether you work in a factory, whatever it is. And then while you're waiting for it to happen, ask God to prepare you so you'll be ready to meet the right people when you meet them. That you'll be prepared to meet the right people. That your interviews will go better if you take time to prepare. That when you go in to submit a contract or submit a bid, that there will be a relationship and, and God will give you insight of really how, what those people are looking for in their life, or, or, or he'll give you the right words to say, or he'll give you guidance on what to wear and how to properly prepare, or whatever that is. One right connection with God can open incredible doors for your life. Favor, everybody say favor. Favor is having the right person or right persons like you. Favor is simply having the right person or the right persons like you. And it's amazing what God can do when he begins to orchestrate and put that together. And then when God places those right connections in your life, you've got to recognize who they are. You've got to recognize that part of their assignment 
on their life by God is to be a blessing to you. But you've always first, everybody say first, you've always first got to find a way to be a blessing to them before you look for them to open a door for you. Before you look for them to bless you, you find a way first that you can bless them. Why? Because the Bible says your gift will make room for you. In other words, you don't have to make room for your gift. You don't have to bulldoze into a situation, but you just sit back and you wait. And your gift will make room for you. And the second thing is never be the smartest person in your circle. Because if you're the smartest person in your circle, you know what? You'll never learn anything. Amen? And if you're the smartest person in your circle, then you'll always be pouring out. And if you're always be pouring out, then eventually that's draining. So you've got to find that person to, to, that pours into your life as you pour out into other people's lives. And you've got to begin to understand how that works in the business and professional arena. And if you surround yourself with people who know more than you, and if you surround yourself with people who have more experience with you, then you'll always be in a position to learn more on those individuals as they're willing to share. Tonight, Tim Sedell is going to be teaching on financial management and investing. And if you aren't investing, then come tonight. And, and man, you just got to start somewhere. And he's, he's an expert in that. He will help you make those next steps, how you can start small. You say, well, all I've got is a dollar. Well, you know, a dollar is, is better than nothing. But it's find somebody who is better than you, and that iron sharpens iron, they'll make you better. The relationships that God is going to give you and the people that God brings into your life, understand, when God brings them into your life, they want and are willing to share with you. They want to and are willing to share with you. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 4 says, walk with the wise and become wise. Or excuse me, 11 verse 4, that's 13. Riches won't help on the day of judgment. But right living can save you from death. But right living can save you from death. God's timing is perfect. God's will is to connect you with professional and successful individuals who will be excited about helping you get to the next level in your career, in your business, in your finances, in whatever. Everybody say, so be it. The second aspect of connectology which I believe is probably the most important, and it literally transcends to every aspect of your life, are your spiritual relationships. I want you to close your eyes for a moment. Everybody say, be real. I want you to close your eyes. How are your spiritual relationships? Are they healthy? Is there accountability? Is there authenticity? Is there a vulnerability? Is there transparency? I mean, be real. How are they really, your spiritual relationships? You can open up your eyes. See, there's a difference of being religious and having a relationship with the Father through the Son, Jesus Christ. And I've learned on my spiritual journey that it's very important to have people who are around me who are seeking the same thing as me. Because life 
is a whole lot easier when the people that are close to me also have a deep relationship with God. And I'm talking, I'm talking that inner circle. I'm talking that 12. I'm talking those that are close, that, that, that I need people around me who have a deep relationship with God, who have something that's genuine, who have somebody that's vulnerable, somebody that it's a giving and receiving. And, and see, it's, it's the spiritually mature that help me get clarity in my life when I'm in times of confusion. See, it's the spiritually mature that help me get clarity in my life when I'm in those times of confusion in my life. Psalm 1.1 says, Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the vice of the wicked, or stand around with sinners, or join in with mockers. But they delight in the law of the Lord. And then it goes on, it says they're going to prosper in all that they do. That I have to learn to look at my relationships in my life and are they causing me to prosper in every area of my life? Or am I wasting time on individuals I shouldn't be wasting time? Because a lot of us waste time with the wrong people in our lives. We waste time with that. And it's plain and simple. If you spend time with godly people, you will be blessed, the Bible says. You'll be prosper in all you do. Second Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. Don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? And how can light live in darkness? It's why so many of us stay discouraged in our life because we spend our time with the wrong people in our life and not the right people who edify, encourage, build up, admonish, correct, whatever it is in our life. Give you an example. We did an Enneagram the other day, our staff. It was about three or four hours, and we had a lady come in, and she taught the Enneagram. It's just a, an in-depth personality profile. And one of the things in my personality is, is I don't like sarcastic people. I don't like negative people. I don't like pessimistic people. And, 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 and so they, they rub me the wrong way. And so, but I'm to love all people, so I have to work and knock off those edges to learn to be around those people. But I also know I have to be careful of insulating myself because they don't bring out the best in me. While you wait on your so-be-it miracle, you must have people in your life that you can depend on to pray for you and to push you to the next level in your life. See, the problem is a lot of people say, well, I got Jesus. And I get that. You need Jesus. But the Lord places people in our lives to help us draw closer to him. The Lord places people in our lives, and sometimes they're the people that are the sandpaper people in our life. And one of the biggest problems that we have in small groups that people do is they just follow their friends. And you need to open up and say, Holy Spirit, where do you want me? And sometimes it's good to follow your friends and do life with your friends. But, but sometimes I need more spiritual than I need social in my life. And so what I want to encourage you is you look at these small groups, say, Holy Spirit, who do you want? Where do you want me to connect? All those kind of things. Who are the people that are going to help me grow closer to you in this season of my life? So as I close, 10 minutes. Five ways spiritually strong people will help you grow. Everybody say prayer. Spiritual relationships help you pray more. Want your prayer life to develop? Then pray with those who have a stronger prayer life than you do. And you know what? That applies to everything in life. I believe that God wants us to hear his voice. 
And he wants us to hear his voice clearly. And the way that we learn is he connects us with people who know how to listen to God clearly. I learned, I believe, a lot of my foundation is I learned to hear the voice of God by my pastor, Pastor Farthing, who's been now a, a missionary in Bolivia for 27 years. But I noticed every Sunday morning in Waterloo, Iowa, for three years as I went there and Pastor Farthing would have me come in at 8 o'clock in the morning, in Sunday school at 9, church at 10, but from 8 o'clock to about 8.50, 8.55, we were at the altar praying. Just him and I. And I would notice that sometimes he would cry out to God. Sometimes I noticed he would shout. Sometimes I noticed he would, he would be silent. Other times he would just be quiet and listen. And other times he'd just talk to God in normal ways. And, and, but if I didn't have that right spiritual relationship in my life when I was being formed as a new Christian, then I might not be where I'm at today. Because each Sunday morning, I would watch and listen to him pray. James chapter 5, verse 16 says, Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so you might be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. And Elijah was a human as we are. Because when I first looked at Pastor Farley, and I was like, man, he is like a super spiritual Superman prayer giant. Because, I mean, he could just pray for like 50 minutes straight without stopping and not saying the same thing. And yet, yet, when he prayed earnestly, and then the miracles begin to happen. And I thought, that's, that's it. His prayer life motivated me to pray more. His prayer life taught me how to seek God and allow the Holy Spirit to fill me with his anointing. In this small group semester, connect with some spiritually mature people who can really help you pray and hear from God. Everybody say, so be it. The second aspect is knowledge of the Word of God. Spiritual relationships help you grow more in the knowledge of the Word of God. Psalm 119, verse 11, the second verse I ever memorized in my life. It says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I don't know if you've ever noticed, but spiritually mature people are full of the word of God. And spiritually mature people are not just full of the word of God, but, and, and they just don't know the word of God, but they live it. Spiritual people are walking examples of, of what it means to, do, to be two, true children of God. And I think about one person that influenced my life 20 25 years ago, and that was Dr. Pastor Randy Smothers. And, and, and Dr. Smothers, Pastor Smothers, had over 10,000 verses of the Bible in different versions memorized. And, and I mean, he could preach like a whole message and only use scripture. And, and he inspired me and he instilled in me this incredible love for the word of God and getting it in me and all those kind of things. And then, then you know, sometimes, that was a long time ago, and, and last week, Chad Williams... I mean, he challenged me and inspired me. He got saved in 2007. He's got about 3,000 verses memorized, so i got to get busy. Come on, say amen. But, but i got to spend over 10 hours with him. And when you talk about spiritual things, he would just interlock and link Scripture and, and connect it all together. And, and, and that's so powerful. 
Because when you allow God to build spiritual relationships with people who are like this, then you begin to grow in the Word of God too. And see, this is what I've noticed. People like that, they don't speak opinions, but they speak the counsel of God because they're always speaking the Word of God. And it's interesting because we're surrounded by people who are always speaking their opinions, amen? And it's interesting because if you only listen to people's opinions, and I, and I love devotion books, but those are opinions of how people's interpret a word. That's why you got to get in the word yourself. But then you're inspired to live by their opinions. But if you surround yourself with people who are spiritual people and who speak the word of God, then you'll be inspired to speak and live the word of God. And there's an interesting story in the Bible. It says you can build your house upon the sand, which is people's opinions, or you can build your house upon the rock or have a sturdy foundation, which is the word of God. And when the storms and crises come in life, which one's going to remain? Everybody say, so be it. So the word of God has got to be your foundation. What are you standing on? Spiritual relationships help you increase your faith. Spiritual relationships help you through the storm. See, most of us, the problem is, most of us wait until a crisis happens to get spiritual people in our lives. And it's honest, to be honest with you, it's really hard to get a breakthrough because a lot of people say, well, pastor, I want you to pray with me because crisis comes and, and I ain't seen them for three years, but now they are looking at situations and, and crisis comes. And, and, but, but, and so whatever I say, I know that they're not necessarily going to trust what I say say you need to be developing those spiritual relationships now of people who are grounded on the word of God and 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 then when that crisis comes that situations comes you'll trust everybody say trust and I love to be around people because they can tell me what to activate my faith to get my so be it miracle in my my finances my so be it miracle in my health my so be it miracle in my relationships and they can tell me what it means to wait on God and believe his best is going to be prepared because they're standing on the word and they taught me to stand on the word. The next one is faith. I love being with people who stir my faith as they exercise faith to get their so be it miracle. Chad and his travel <coughs> companion Bryce gave us an incredible compliment and they travel all over the world. And Chad and his, and, and he just didn't tell me but he told multiple staff members. Because usually when people tell me that, I'm like, yeah, you want a bigger offering. I'll be real. But I was like, I already gave him his offering. So. But he said, you know what? He said, we've never felt the presence of God like we felt when we walked up here. And I'm like, yeah, right. He goes, no, no, really. And he told us to talk to it. And Pastor Brad is just pretty direct. When we went out to lunch, he goes, well, what do you mean? He goes, man, you just feel the love of Jesus. Give yourselves a great big hand because that's you. And when you get real with people of faith, you'll walk away and you know that God is getting ready to do something great in your life because they just rubbed off on you. And this small group season, you want to do something great? Then get around some people who will build and charge your faith 
and just say, God, I need some more faith for your resurrection power that I want flowing in my life. The next thing, you've got to get around people that have patience, biblical patience, because there's two different kinds of patience. Psalm 37, verse 7, be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Do not worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their wicked schemes. Everybody say patience. You'll not learn how to properly wait on God for your so-be-it miracle if you're hanging around people who are always in a rush. Did you catch that? Who are always in a rush. Always got to have it right now, that microwave mentality. No, the Bible says wait patiently for the Lord. Patience is a virtue, we can essence, the Bible says. See, patient people are spiritual people. Why do I say that? Because they just trust God. They know how to properly wait on the Lord. Because even when things are looking bad, they know, Romans 8, 28, that all things are going to work for their good and God's glory in their life because that's the way that God works. That suddenly, everybody say suddenly, suddenly he will show up right on time. And spiritual relationships help you develop the patience in your life. If the right people are encouraging you, then the right people will be reminding you to just hold on a little bit longer because everything is going to be all right. Amen? Everything's going to be all right. And during this small group semester, you need to build spiritual relationships that will push you and help you understand that great things come out of biblical patience. Patience is not just having the ability to wait, but biblical patience is the Greek word hupomone, hupomone which means cheerful consistency. In all situations. How do you know if you have biblical patience? Isaiah 26 verse 3. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you. All whose thoughts are fixed on you. Trust in the Lord always. For the Lord God is your eternal rock. Trust. Trust. How do you know how biblical patience? Are you at peace? Or are you at frustrated? Are you standing in faith or doubting every moment while you wait? Are you surrendering to God or trying to make things happen in your own strength? Because the right people in your life will help you learn to wait the right way. Everybody say, so be it. And I want to close with this one. They're going to bring communion up. 1 John chapter 4, and I encourage you to read 1 John chapter 4 as a whole. I, because the context is amazing. I don't have time to unpack it all. But verse 7 and 8 <coughs> says, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Let me be honest with you. One of the best ways to discern whether someone is truly walking with God is over time in situations observe how they share God's love catch what I said observe how they share God's love how do they act when a crisis hits them how do they act when something doesn't go their way and I'm not saying they're not a Christian I'm just saying it gives us a check on their maturity level 
having a relationship with someone who's close to you, if it's a true biblical iron sharpens iron relationship, then, it's, then you should learn how to love better. Pastor Brad alluded to it. And he listened to the first series, so he stole my stuff. But I love him, forgiven him. But, but how do you love people? How do you express that love? And what I watch is, do people love their journey? Do you love your journey that you're on? Tonight, Pat Gwinner is going to do part two of Why Wait. And let me tell you, it's raw and uncut, all right? That's tonight at six o'clock. But he is enjoying his journey. Do you love the season you're in? Let me tell you, grandparenting, unbelievable. But sometimes grandparenting is the loneliest time. It really is, because your kids aren't in the house anymore. It's, 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 it's really oxymoron. But I love the season that I'm at in life. And then you know what? You've got to love yourself. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love yourself. Do you? And even though you don't understand how and why God's doing certain things in your life right now, don't stop loving God. And don't stop loving the people that he brings in your life. The good, the bad, the ugly. See, communion is all about remembering. Remembering of God's goodness and all he's done for you. That when everybody else walked out, he walked back in. And when everybody else, when you turned around, they wasn't there, but he was there. That's what communion reminds you of. But communion also, in my spiritual relationships, I'm to love my enemies. And I'm to forgive those who hurt me. I'm not saying trust. That's different. Forgiveness and trust, two different things. And communion reminds me that when I walked out on Jesus, he never walked out on me. And when I asked for forgiveness, he forgave me. That's what communion is all about. I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet. We're going to get ready to take communion. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Father God, having the right people in our life to push us in the right direction. Father, we know that's one of the most pleasing things. And Father, I just pray that you'll bring the right people in right, at the right timing in their life and push them in the right direction. And Father, sometimes those people aren't the ones that tell us what we want to hear, but they always tell us what we need to hear. And Father, the greatest thing we can do is submit our accountability to them. And when we submit our accountability and vulnerability and transparency, that's when we're really able to love. That, that you'll, people will know we're your disciples by the way that we love. We forgive each other's faults. We cover each other's faults. We lift each other's strengths.
Father, that I need to remember that the people that you bring in my life who are on assignment from God will share things with me that I need to know to save my life. And Father, just give me a willing heart to receive them. Give us all our willing heart to receive those people. And Father, those iron sharpens iron friends, <coughs> let us realize that they're in our life to bless us and not to harm us. So, Father, as we get ready to take the, the juice and the cracker, let us remember that when we were ready to come to you, you were there with open arms. You loved us, even if nobody else loved us. You accepted us, maybe when nobody else accepted us. You forgave us when nobody else would forgive us. And Father, let us be reminded of that of our worth and our value in you, that you gave your life, Jesus, so that we might spend eternity with you. So let's this not just be a ritual or routine or religious thing that we do, but let it restore the joy of our salvation vertically. And Lord, as that joy of our salvation is restored vertically, let it make all our relationships healthy horizontally. In Jesus' name, amen. Please come partake of communion when you're ready. God bless. Have a wonderful and amazing week.
Oh!